All right, cool. Comedy night with Ted Jones tonight. And guys, we have a very special guest. If you've ever been to a Ted Jones comedy show or comedy night with Ted Jones, you'll recognize this man to the right of the screen, left of the couch, Dr. Brick, Michael Crisal. Mike, Dr. Brick, how are you, man? I am good. How you doing, bro? So you're coming from a Craigslist trade? Yes, that is why I am slightly late to be here. <laughs> Where was uh, it? Like close to your apartment? No, it was like, uh, I was on 59th, right off the Lex, the 59th and Lex stop. I was like, let's, because he's coming, he was coming from Queens and I'm coming from the Bronx. So I was like, let's meet in the middle uh-huh. and like dude uh, we were i was like let's shoot for four dude didn't come to like 5 15 oh, like I, so i was like Ugh. where did you meet him what it was a starbucks i was just like let's just meet uh, at a you starbucks. were just hanging there yeah and i was like that's my go-to when i do like craigslist trades like, how often are you on craigslist and what do you, what, what are the kind of stuff you're looking for <laughs> literally microphones <laughs> microphones and uh camera equipment literally the things that we're yeah in this here we go right absolutely so yeah. guys if you've never been to a ted jones comedy show or comedy night with ted jones you'll not recognize this man right now, but I suggest you guys come to Ted Jones Comedy Show or Comedy Night with Ted Jones. You'll see Dr. Brick. Dr. Brick starts off every show. That was crazy. There was just like a ghost there moving the freaking uh, microphone stand. But yes, Dr. Brick, the um, the house beatboxer, man. Yes. So uh, let's start from the beginning. You know, I know that you grew up in the Bronx, right, yes. for the most part. And uh, how did you get into beatboxing? Just kind of give us a life story, bro. Honestly pure boredom <laughs> if i'm being completely honest like uh i was just uh, somebody asked me somebody asked me this question recently like, yeah how how many years have you been beatboxing and yeah I, I used to keep count you know like one year <laughs> i like every year it's like oh one year let's from go beatboxing two years and that like it's been it's been a bit from now so i, I think it's like six or seven okay at, at this point and so, how did it start you just like heard yeah. people beatboxing no so i was like I, I liked to do it, like, just, like, randomly when I was in high school, you know? Like, back in high school, I would just kind of do it. But I never taught myself. I just kind of, you know, you, you've heard of pentatonics, I'm assuming. You're like, no, no, no. Oh, they're, right. they're, like, they're, like, this big acapella group that got really big around that time. And, like, they, they, they're doing a bunch of cool stuff now. And so they, they had a beatboxer, and then I got introduced to the work of acapella. But I never, like, truly started to learn and, like, teach myself until I got into college okay like, like freshman year I recently got out of relationship so I was just like I got some free time yeah. <laughs> I typed in how to beatbox on YouTube oh dope the rest is history you know it's funny because yeah. like you figure in the maybe like seventh and eighth grade in middle school and then like the beginning years of high school there's always kind of that like I feel like phase where people are trying to freestyle and people are also Shit. beatboxing. So like when kids were probably freestyling, you were the like beatboxer that was doing it. People were like, oh wow, Mike, yeah. you're actually pretty good at that. Yeah, well, I mean, like nobody really freestyled in my school. I'm oh. <laughs> so, just, just giving it, them too much credit. It, it was really just it was really just me beatboxing randomly, and like honestly, I, I was pretty trash. Like I like you I, were I, trash. I, I was. I, was I don't hot, know if I believe that. No, because I thought I always thought I was hot. I thought I was hot shit for those four years on the high school because I was the only one who actually tried to beatbox. And like, but the thing is, I never taught myself, so I wasn't. I didn't. I only knew three sounds. I was like, it wasn't even on B. It was like, it was bad stuff. <laughs> so where did you go to college, by the way? I went to CCNY. And were you taking um, like music classes no, at no, CCNY? No, no. I, it's, I took psychology at CCNY, uh, but. Uh, my passion. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you, you wouldn't think that, but, like, no, my passion is in music, though. But, like, I didn't really find that till later in college. But I finished out my degree, and so I'm, like, doing the beatbox thing now. Dude, so, so it started on YouTube, basically? Yeah, no, so I, like, looked up. Because, like, honestly, because, like, there's a it's world. It's another world. You know how, like, when you're on YouTube and you go through, like, those, like, you know, those rabbit holes of just, like, oh, these cool cooking videos. or like, Oh, these cool, yes. you know, literally anything. So then I went down the rabbit hole of just, like, beatbox videos. Um, yeah, no, there was, like, there's a lot. Because at the time, uh, 
it was around 2015. So yeah, seven years. I'm right. Uh, around 2015, the the la- the latest world cha- the world champs of beatboxing just wrapped up. So there was a whole new slew of videos from the world beatbox championships. And so there was like there's this guy. Um, his name is Napalm. He's a he's an American beat, American beatbox champion. And then his his one video got very viral amongst all of them. And like it was just him like doing the craziest lowest bass. And then like that's kind of kind of inspired like a little generation of people trying to learn that sound and then eventually get sucked in to the world of beatbox. So uh, at the championships, how long does like each round go? Uh, so the way championship, well, how a general battle works is like usually. People send in videos about a minute to two minutes long, depending on the competition, and then a panel of judges ranks them on different categories, and then the top 32 or 16 get to be in the battle, like in the battle, and then it's tournament style, you know, and then they do an elimination round there, they get get seated, you know, like it's March Madness, and then they get seated first versus 16th, second to 15th, and so forth, and then it goes tournament style until somebody is crowned the winner at the end of the day. Have you ever won one of these? Yeah, I've won. I've won a few. Okay. <laughs> I've won. I've won a few. Um, not on a grand level. I've been. I've been. Uh, I was ranked one of the top thirty-two beatboxers in America back in twenty nineteen. Wow. Yeah. So wait, you went to one of these um, competitions though, and you finished top thirty-two. Is that how they ranked you? Yeah. 32? No, so I, like I said, I sent in a video, and then out of the hundreds of submissions, I I was ranked twenty-sixth or twenty-seventh among uh, all of the submissions, and then I got. Placed and then I and then I got there to go to competition. I didn't get into the battles, unfortunately, but I did. I can at least say that I was one of the top in the country for that year. And there hasn't been any recently, like na- on the national level, because of COVID. So you know, because it's you know, spinning around probably isn't the best for spreading a virus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like making a bunch of mouth noises probably yeah. isn't the best for that. Well, so. so the first time I actually saw Dr. Brick was uh, during a show at Asylum NYC where the Comedy Night with Ted Jones is tonight. So Dr. Brick is part of a, a sketch team, I believe. Is that, hip, what, is no, that what you can call hip-hop it? Hip-hop improv. Okay, hip, hip-hop improv class. I saw Dr. Brick at like the beginning of the show tearing it up. Just making... Well, obviously he'll do his, his magic towards the end of this episode, but like anyway, was killing it and I was just like, this I think would be great to have at a comedy show. Just kind of like the dead time between comics, man. And that's something that like when we haven't had you at a comedy show before, we really are missing you, bro. It's because rough. like yeah. the the time yeah. like between oh here, like welcome Ted Jones. Yeah. Ted Jones is walking to the stage. It takes Ted Jones ten seconds to walk to the stage. Yeah. So if you're not there, I mean sometimes we'll have like the music playing in between, but like yeah. it's just the in-between comics, you know, like the fifteen seconds of, of dead time. Yeah. And um that's where you're really valuable. And uh for example, if something like I, I guess let's do something that would people would kind of understand. If I'm like, all right, the next comic coming to the stage is Ted Jones. Walking the stage, yes, I'm shaking all the shake the comics hand, grab the mic, look at Dr. Brick. Yes, thank you. Wow, cool. I didn't even know you were doing that. How funny is that? Almost every single comic does that, right? (laughs) It's great. And even the comics that are watching beforehand and like see Dr. Brick do the whole thing, I just don't think they expect it. You know, know they don't. No one ever does. So the um so the hip hop improv group how did you kind of get involved with uh north coast uh well it's funny it was like so like i said i started beatboxing when i was in my freshman year of college and then like i kind of just i just wanted to dive right into the live beatboxing right away so i found whatever i could and there was this uh program there's this there's this uh uh organization called beat global and i'm a part of still today where they teach kids they 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 use hip-hop and teach it in schools and so they they um they, they were hosting an open mic, so I was like, oh, open mic, I want to 
you know, try some new shit to some people I've never seen before. Where was it though? It was close it, to you? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's near it's in Times Square, it's this place called Funkadelic Studios. Like it's just like a rehearsal studio that people like rent out for like events and stuff like that. And so uh one of the other people there was another beatboxer, uh his name is Amir, and like he was like I've never met another beatboxer in person until that point. So I was like, oh, my God, I, I just want to talk to him about so much. And he's like, how long have you been beatboxing? He was like, at that head, when I met him, he was like, oh, like seven, eight years. Oh, wow. I was like, holy shit. And so he was on the team at the time. And the West then, Coast? Yeah. And so, like, we, we, and so, but I was very fresh. So, like, after a year of knowing each other, he kind of put me on, like, other hip-hop improv. There's more than just North Coast in the city. Like, at, well, at the time, there were more hip-hop improv, like, things to do in the city so he would put me on those before me before he brought me onto the team and then by the time i turned 21 he was like yo you want to do the thing and like i got an email from like the people and you go and so how long have you been with north coast uh at this point probably like after i turned 21 so like three four years and how often are you guys practicing and then how often are you guys getting on stage and actually performing we usually perform uh rehearse before every show so and uh, it d- depends on how often we have shows each month so maybe once or twice a month so rehearse once or twice a month uh, depending on how often like that's usually because there's a lot there's a bunch of people so it's hard to get you know a bunch of people in the room i don't know if you have had to like organize a bunch of things every month but like you know since everybody's got their own lives it's yeah difficult you know totally you know well especially like if it's just you and you have to do something you don't really have to check with anyone of course you know have yeah, you yeah. met anyone who you've been like oh wow this person Maybe I wasn't thinking was my idol, but now that I've met them, I mean, they're so great at their craft. This person could potentially be my idol. Are you talking in the space in the beatboxing? beatboxing in the beatbox space, yes. like like I haven't seen them before. Oh, it's 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 hard because you know, like I said, when you go into like that YouTube like wormhole of just beatbox stuff, you've probably seen everybody there is to know, but like you don't you don't get you don't get to meet them because usually they're abroad or from other places or stuff like that. So I had to, I mean like I can't pinpoint one person exactly but you know uh like i said like i said I, when i said that guy napalm who who i saw his video like on uh from the world champs he's part of a collective of uh, beatboxers called the beatbox house and they organize like battles and stuff in new york and so i got to meet all of them in person and i was like like i was like the 2016 or 15, 17 american championships mm-hmm. i went there just to watch it yeah and then they were just like chilling about and i was like oh my god you guys, <laughs> you guys are like my idols but that, you know but like you when you meet a celebrity or something they're just they're no just, pe- they're just people. people you know they're just people doing their thing and they just happen to catch more eyes than you so like you know i treated them like they were royalty but now i they know that now they know me on a name basis and like we see i actually just saw them last saturday i was i was at a beatbox battle so, so <laughs> what does your family think about it my family, um, you know, I'm Asian, I'm Filipino, <laughs> so I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you know the stereotypes, but like they, you know, they want you to be, they come to this country and they want you to be like a doctor or yeah, a lawyer, you know, a doctor, yeah, engineer, lawyer, astronaut, something like that, something, <laughs> something with like you know, with a, something with like a nice title, yeah, you know, that beatboxer's nice, that they can say to like their the family and yeah. like you know, like you know, like oh my. Son's a doctor or something like that. Well, bro, I, you are a doctor, freaking <laughs> Doctor Brick. What do you mean? Exactly. Know, Your parents yeah. must be proud. Yeah. Can I bring this here? Yeah, yeah dude. Freaking mess with and bro, have some of that water here. Oh, it's shit. all here for you. Yes, yeah, the big I'm, bottle. I'm guys, we treat our guests well here on the Ted Jones World Podcast. If you guys are free next week, okay, as you're listening to this, we 
the Ted Jones Comedy Show, April 12th, 7 p.m. I do believe Dr. Berg will be there, correct? Absolutely. It's going to be amazing. So if you guys are not at the show tonight, as we're recording this, come to the Ted Jones Comedy Show at the stand, 7 p.m., April 12th. It's going to be the pH balance Yes, water. <laughs> bro. I got to get you hydrated so you're out there spitting it for real. So your yeah. parents, um, I'm sure now, though, are more supportive than you just picking up they, within the first few months. They are because, like, before at the time uh, I was uh, – I was in college to be actually instead of before I was psychology, I was there to be an engineer. Like I said, you know, one of those professions, like, cause I came from an all science high school and like I was my, all my friends were like, what'd oh. you go to Bronx science? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. There did you go. Did, good did, call did I, did by I t- me. No, you that? didn't. It was just a good call. <laughs> well, I know that. Actually that really well, I, so I went to high school in the city too. And that was one of the five high schools yeah. that you take the special yeah, uh, entrance yeah, exam. Yeah. So yeah, it's that. what? It's Dietown, Brooklyn tech, Brooklyn science. Rock science, and then yeah. what is it? Beacon, uh, another one, beacon, maybe. Yeah, beacon. Like, uh, but the, I only, I only applied to Stuy, Bronx Science, and uh, uh, Brooklyn Tech. Oh yeah. shit! So were your parents like pissed when you didn't get into Stuyvesant? No, no, no. <laughs> they, they were surprised I got into one of them. Oh so really? Was, yeah, yeah exactly. that's solid. Because I was one of the because I, I came from a Catholic middle school. Okay. Like from like kindergarten to eighth grade, and so you know I always thought I was going to be going to like a Catholic high school, but then I took that test, and then I ended up going to Bronx Science. They were probably they were, they fired were up like, also yeah. public high school. And public too. high school, so you don't have to pay. So yeah. they were exactly. like, Fuck yeah. So you went to Bronx Science, and then how was your transition from Yeah, transition, I was just like, all my friends, you know, all my friends, they were all they all came from the same science school. They were like, oh, I'm going to be an engineer or something like that. So I was like, I guess I'll do that too. I didn't have no real clue. And so about a year or two into it, I was just like not feeling it. And then I just kind of like, took a gap year and my parents weren't happy about that and I just kind of decided to go all in with the beatboxing stuff then I eventually went back to just finish it off um just uh, just to get the degree and whatnot not engineering but just to get the degree Mm -hmm. and uh you know I've from that point on I'm still been doing the thing it's been a slow grind but like you know not exactly livable but you know I'm happier than I definitely would have been if I continued to be a yeah, if I want to be an engineer, you do. know, because I have I have some friends who just and I and I hear and I see like the memes or whatever. It's just like some people just like treading the work. Of course, the pay is nice, but it's just like I know I was like, I don't actually want to know this shit. You know, I was like, ugh. Well, what were your hours kind of going to be looking like if you were to go into that industry? I don't know. I, I honestly have no fucking clue. But it was just like all the work to do that. Like I wasn't. I, it wasn't me at yeah. the time. Like I, I mean, like I I did. I was around a lot of science growing up, but like. It just it, until when I finally gained the personality for myself, like it was like because like I wasn't like this. I wasn't like an art driven person for a long time until I picked up beatboxing. It was always, you know, school first. That's it. You know, and like, you know, my, I always came back with the good grades. But I was like, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have a I didn't really have a I wasn't Dr. Brick. I was like. Michael with a good with good grades, <laughs> you know. And you have siblings. Yes, I have siblings. So what do they do? Younger, uh, the younger sister. She's in. She's still in college right now. She's actually doing psychology too. Oh, nice. I know, but she's uh, she seems more into it than I am. So like, good for her. And uh, uh, my brother, he's uh, uh, older. He's like nine years older than me. He's uh, he's at CBS Showtime actually. He does uh, he does like he's like a digital media producer. I think that's the title. It changes every time I ask him. Okay. But uh, you know, he like he like goes around. Like, he's like. He like helps produce content for Showtime. So and like one of his big uh, uh, roles in that is like you know like he he goes to like you know the Showtime they host big boxing events. Like you remember like the Floyd versus McGregor fight? Yeah. He had to follow that whole tour before like they they actually did. So he was like involved in all that. Like he had to. How, be, do, you, how do you mean? Like like so you know like 
I wasn't aware of this. Uh, so like when the bo- when big boxing events like that happen, they do like a whole like promo tour. Yeah, promo tour. So they go to places, you know, they interview them, and like you know, you know, they they always have to keep the eyes on because like what if they're gonna like fight before the fight actually happens? So like he has to help promo that stuff. And yeah, stuff like that. He interviews them for like the YouTube videos and stuff. Oh, like, dope. Yeah, and so and so he's actually and he actually gets to be ringside for most of the fights because he gets to um, he, he has to he has to shoot content for like Instagram and TikTok. So like that's his job. That's amazing. So like <laughs> he always gives us like the promo codes, like the free promo codes to watch the fights, and then like he's just like look out for me. And so like half the time I'm not even watching the fight. I'm just trying just to find my brother. I'm just, I'm just trying to look <laughs> for my so brother. Funny. And it's so funny. He's so like he's so like like just like zoned in. He's just like there. Looking. he's not even like enjoying the fight he's just trying yeah. he's trying to get that money shot like the knockout he's you know? working and like you know if he gets it you know and like gets a bunch of views on tiktok or instagram or whatever and so, so he is in charge of the um, he's like the social media creator yeah social media social because it's not just social media because it's like he also very heavily involved with, like the youtube side of it pr like, kind of PR. yeah there's all another right. show they do called all the smoke right? yes yeah with, um Freaking Matt Barnes yeah, no. and Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, yeah so Not he, Jerry he, Stackhouse. I don't know who it is, Another but guy. he works directly with those yeah. people. Stephen Jackson, excuse me. Okay, oh, okay. So. He, so he works directly with those people, and that's one of the big projects that he helps with. Too. Nice. Yeah. Have so. your parents ever been to a show? One of your shows? My shows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have. Uh, I do. They, they, my my dad hasn't been to a Northwest show. My mom's been to a few, you know, and uh, my dad and. And they've, they've seen, I'm also in a band. Oh, really? As a, as a beatboxer. Oh, know, dope. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So what's that? It's um like they're playing instruments as well? Yes. Yeah, so, so it's a full blown out band, you know, guitarist, bassist, piano, rapper, singer. Instead of drumming, I beatbox. So, you know, like imagine, yeah. So, yeah, exactly is that, that. Is that your number one pursuit right now? It's just, a, it's just, it's a, it's a passion project of mine because like I've always wanted to be in a group as musically inclined because hip-hop improv with north coast while i love it it's like that's not my passion you know it's just something it's fun it's fun you know something fun to do you know and like i really enjoy the, the people i work with but like you know i want to do stuff like make music you know it's beatboxing you got you got like it's grounded in hip-hop and you want to make stuff with it you know there's only so much you can do by yourself like yeah i can like make you know things by myself but like being a part of like a band and stuff like that. I'm a big fan of Lincoln Park. So like a novel and our punk rock, whatever. And like the band like aspect is so like cool to me, you know, just like performing together as a cohesive unit, like making fucking awesome music. That's awesome. And so like, yeah, I'm part of a band that does that. Would yeah. you potentially just make like a solo album of you just beatboxing like 10 tracks? Well, there's actually like beatboxers have done that recently. It's, it's a slow, it's unheard of right now. I'm not unheard of. It's a, it's 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 out there right now, but I don't know if I'd personally want to do that. I would like to do stuff like that for the band because right now we're like trying to make an album, and one of the things, uh, uh, one of they want one of the tracks to be just straight me, just all beatbox because like in the beatbox scene, like I make routines for battles, so like and they've heard me do it, and I've performed one of them like when we do our sets live, like just to fill out time. And like they're like, yo, we, should, we we would really like that to be like one track because I, 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 it takes me real. It's, it's, I'm very slow at making content myself, you know. And it's nice to have people who are actually more musically inclined than I am to like create music, you know. Because I'm like I said, I'm self taught, so I don't have a foundational grounding in music like some people do. Like they, you know, they learn piano or they learn guitar or they learn how to sing when they grow up. I didn't, um, you know. But. Uh, it's nice to be around those people to create, but eventually maybe, but like, uh, that's not on my high priority to make like a solo album for myself. <laughs> and you're not reading music though, right? Yeah, you know? no, I don't read music. Like I honestly don't understand music, like chords, notes, mm-hmm. none of that. You know, I like truly, I just feel 
like whatever music's happening like and i just try to match that energy in the best way i know how and it works out <laughs> do you feel like any of the connections that you've made you know within the last six years are something that can keep pushing you forward sorry, you know I'm whether it's whether it's like north coast or whether it's the band what do you feel like is going to propel you forward the most or a, a comedy show whatever you think yeah i mean there's there's a lot there like there that's a hard question to ask you know when you're in the arts you know it could be anything from just like that one viral video or just like you know you be car you be become you be become part of like an even like crazier like more you know popular group and something and like you know because that's what some artists yeah, that's what some artists like guitarists or whatever they get their big break by like you know maybe they perform with bruno mars or something like that or they get to go on tour with like the red i don't know red hot chili pepper still around i don't know yeah <laughs> but yeah like you know they get to they get to fill in for those people and that's one of those things but i truly don't know where that would be for me currently around I'm, I'm young i'm 25 like i don't i don't know but like at this like yeah just that that would probably be, be one of the big ways to like, get that that break, you know. You I know, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, like, you can go. I well, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's so many pockets for a guy like yourself to succeed. You know, whether mm -hmm. you get hired by like the New York Knicks and you're doing the beatbox <laughs> when they're dribbling dribbling the ball up the court, or you're hired at a concert, I feel like there's just so many avenues for a different type of music, like the type of you know. I don't even know if you can call it like. A different type of music how do you kind of i guess you call it like a different type of craft no yeah a type of making music yeah because uh, uh be, because beatboxing is very it's still a it's a it's a very niche thing obvi yes, yes. obviously uh -huh. so like you know the fact that i even found like my own in with north coast and with the band like that's honestly that that's like a that, that's hard to find because totally. like you know because i'm also in new york which is always a, a big plus you know like i would i wouldn't have found people like you you know <laughs> if i wasn't anywhere else because like it's hard to make it you know, as a beatboxer, when the role is so niche and like trying to, and either you have to find your own way to make it work, or you find places where they want that. You know, and so like, luckily, I found two homes right now where I can make that a thing. And especially in and the beatbox community themselves, like actually going to going to battles—that's its own culture in itself. Um, it's a fun thing to like find people, connect with people. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, because I don't know how I would survive. Because right now, I don't imagine seeing myself doing this in other places besides New York. Right well, now. I saw you were doing, um, you, or you had a show in D.C. pretty recently. Yeah, but with, with, but North, with North Coast. Coast. And they booked us to be there. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, 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 I find a lot of, like, opportunity here, you know. I, I don't know where else I find that. Sure, like, I know there are other beatboxers who make their living elsewhere. But right now, I have so many things right here. I'd rather not, you know deviate or go away because I had to, then I have to start from scratch again and right now I want to have a better foundation of that for myself before I would venture even venture out that kind of thing what do you have or I guess what does North Coast kind of have planned for the future if you guys have ever spoken about that and then also your uh, your band if you guys just have an idea well, of what's going to happen with them well, I don't months. have like well for North Coast I'm not like one of the bigger I'm like I'm not like management part of like so like I don't know if I can talk about some of the stuff that we do have planned for going out but like right now we have a uh, what is? I mean, we we just have we just we're just continuing to push out the shows that we usually do. Anybody or the regular home show, um, yeah. Or and for that that that's it for right now. And like we've been pushing out our social media game, like making reels and content and whatnot. Uh, but for the band, like right now, we're trying to just like I joined the band later in its creation because like they already had music. And for a while, we I was just me and like the rest of the instrumentalists. We were trying to like pick up like the music that was already there. But right now, we're trying to like create now we're trying to create music as a whole you know now this is a, to make it our thing and push it out so once we get past that you know we can 
find out like what our more identity is like. But we performed live a bunch. And like I think we have we 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 have we have good like pull and we have good, good like we can make a good show happen. Like I I believe that wholeheartedly. Like we make a damn good show, and like not just because I'm beatboxing, just because like the music itself is good. So <laughs> yeah. what has been your highlight since starting beatboxing a number of years ago? <sighs> My highlight is yeah. like well one of them like I said like being ranked as one of the best beatboxers in the U.S. That's big. Like I can't. I mean like. I'm going to take that with me to my grave until, I mean, unless I become ranked number one, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> but that's definitely one of them. Um, just like being able, I mean, I, I haven't, I never traveled a lot growing up. You know, my family, whenever we went to vacation, we go to like Atlantic City. Usually <laughs> it's right there. But from New York to Atlantic City, it's not that far. Yeah, like an hour um, and a half, right? Yeah, an hour and a half. Yeah, and we're like, but like we never really like took like a big trip. So like, re- like, you know, North Coast, like we, they allowed me to like, you know, uh, travel to like just not not even not even like you know crazy places like we went to florida like one of my very first gigs with them like when i just joined like let's go to florida like sarasota <laughs> and like they, they perform at like improv places there like uh i got i got to uh, per, i got to uh battle in canada i got to uh what is it we put me and uh my tag team partner and also my girlfriend uh, she's a beatboxer as well and Amazing. like yeah we uh we made a we made an elimination round and we sent it and we got to go to Canada to battle it out. I mean, we didn't get far, but like you know, the fact that I got to do that with my craft, you know, I got invited to be at this international beatbox battle and do the thing that I want to do. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. We have, we've been, we've done that the past few years. I've been to like Boston, uh, what is it, like DC. Um, I haven't been out to the West Coast for beatboxing yet, but hopefully um, that would be pretty cool. But, so how yeah. does it how does it usually work like when you go on a trip to you say like Sarasota with the North Coast like how does that like the the club is just paying um, the North Coast team yeah so like uh, I I can't speak for how all the money gets <laughs> I'm the, like again I'm not management but like uh-huh. yeah they they, they 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 reach out to us and like hey do you want a spot and like to be on like because it's usually improv festivals that we go to. So like you know like when we usually like they they give us like one of those like one of the slot and we get to perform there and like they pay us to be there, and so yeah they pay for lodging and stuff like that. And, yeah, nice. that's that that's how that works out. I I don't know much more than that, <laughs> but yeah I'm just like sure I'll go. I'll yeah, they just like are you available? I'm like yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's I mean it's got to be great now that you've been with them for you know a few years. So you ultimately probably feel like a family with them. Is it always the same? What eight six to eight people that no, are on stage? No, actually like I, it's funny when I first I mean like. Uh, I don't know how it is for other improv groups, but like um, it, the this this group uh, North Coast has been through a bunch of different iterations. Even before I was on the team, like you know, I wasn't the only beatboxer. There have been other beatboxers before me um, who have been on the team, and like there have been other improvisers on the team. Because then they move on to do other things. They move away physically, or they just don't feel hip hop improv is their thing anymore. It's I don't know. I haven't I haven't, seen, I haven't met or seen all of them, but like the 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 group I joined is not the same group I is now, but like the level is still just the same. It's just as high, you know, like they all perform very well. They do their craft very well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any was, local gigs in the Bronx? Or you yeah, find yourself I, mostly I, down I'm here? A, I, was, I was asked this recently too. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know what's happening. And it's funny because beatboxing originated, hip hop itself originated in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Like when it, like hip hop started in the eighties, so did beatboxing. It's one of the, it's one of the, it's like the fifth, the fifth forgotten element of the of hip hop, and like, but it started there. But like, in terms of venues, I, I could be wrong, but I haven't. I've never been booked, nor have I been like, nor am I aware of any venues that are in the Bronx. I could, I could just be ignorant. And I've lived there all my life, yeah. But I just, I've never had the chance to perform anywhere in there, and like, 
I've talked to people like, yeah, we should, that should change. Yeah. You know? Well, I kind of wonder, cause, um, I know that, I mean, in places like Harlem and I've heard of the Bronx, they have like freestyle battles up there. Uh, Probably. I I haven't been around for those. Yeah. So I I mean, I would think that there would, you know, be some, I mean, if they knew about you, then they would obviously want to have you there. Probably. Something like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, but a lot of, a lot of then like shows and stuff are usually in Manhattan or Brooklyn. You you know this yeah, probably yeah. as 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 a as a booker yeah, yourself. Yeah. You know, they, like you're just like trying to find places to be at or like you know, yeah. So, yeah. what's a favorite place you visited then? Visit in terms of just like yeah, like, visit even without um, North Coast and without your passion well, and talent. Well, oh, actually, like um, I got to go to the Philippines for the first time. Uh, oh, what? Like, a couple, like literally, like 2019 January, um, and it's, and. Because my family, my dad was always like, oh, my God, we'll go to the, uh, we were always, as, you know how I always said we always go to, like, Atlantic City or something. Like, they were like, we'll go to the Philippines next year. This was we'll, the we'll, trip. We'll go next year. This we'll go next year. Trip. We'll go next year. And so, finally, <laughs> it happened in, like, January. And we were like, okay, we all going. And it was a whole big thing. And, yeah, I was just like, and it's funny. I don't, I'm Filipino myself. And yeah, I, I yeah. don't, but the thing is, I don't actually speak Tagalog or Filipino or any dialect of it. And so just like, but, but like just being there was just interesting because I'm just like, wow, I'm finally where, you know, my parents are from. We stayed in the, we stayed in the house that uh, my dad grew up in. Oh, because, no because, With because, your grandparents? Yeah, no, because uh, my, actually my grandma, my grandma is the only living uh, uh, relative from, only living grand parent, you know. On both uh, sides. On, I'm from both sides, yeah. yeah. And so she, she's, uh, she lives with us at home at here in New York, but uh uh, the one who owns the house there now is was, is my dad's brother. Uh, he was one of four, but one of them decided to take over the house, and we stayed there. Because my grandma was all she, she when she came over here, she like took the money and she funneled it to the Philippines to renovate and build a house. Because she was like, in case um, the family wants to come over, and that was fine. It was finally the time. So yeah, I got to go do a bunch of cool stuff over there. Um, you know. Just like, you know, it's hot. But I came in January, so it's not as hot as it could have been. But it was still, like, close to 100, which is fucking crazy. What's the, what's the latitude? Of, oh, my God. We used to have a map up here that oh, I was just sad. looking for. What, what is the, what's the latitude of the Philippines? I'm shit at geography. I'm sorry. <laughs> got to look this up. Whatever. I, I'm going to look this up. Go, yeah. But um, keep talking. So yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was fun down there. Hot yeah. as balls. Hot as balls. Yeah, I went to, like, Portugalera. We went, like, island hopping for a little bit um, with the fam. And, uh, you know, it was just a good, it was just a good time in general. Um, oh. Oh, uh. I, I was, uh, we were, so we went, so we went to this island called Puerto Galera and it's close to this, and it's close to this volcano called Ta'al, I believe is, uh, I believe is what it's called. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. But so we were there and it's funny, we, on, and then our way back from the islands, we, we drove, we drove past it. We went, we went up to the Starbucks where you can see the volcano. It's crazy from a, you can see, imagine seeing a volcano from a Starbucks. You can't get that here in the city. <laughs> well, like. I was like, we were looking at it. I was like, yo, that's cool. And then we drove back down to back to my dad's old um, childhood home where we stayed. And then the next day, it erupted. Oh my God. <laughs> and how often had it erupted in the past? It, it, it not, I don't remember, but it has, it's been like at least decades yeah. Yeah, since the last time it erupted. That's crazy. And so we were literally one day removed from being stuck over, like over there from that volcano erupting. And the crazy thing is, we were, so my dad's home was near Manila, in Manila, but more in the outskirts of it. And like, um, the, the volcano is three hours away and the ash, it came all the way over there and it rained ash over us. Like, yeah. A three like, hour drive. Yeah. Three hour drive. Oh my and gosh. so the ash came all the way over to Manila and it's just, there's ash. Falling stuff. Like I went on my, my weather app and it just said ash. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I, I took, I took it's like air quality. Absolutely awful. Ash. Absolutely awful. Uh, yeah. No, that was, that could have been crazy, but I was like, I, 
I got to touch volcanic ash. Well, for the amazing. First you brought it home with you, didn't you? No, no, I did <laughs> in a bag. So, by the way, guys, I'm looking at the uh, map right here. Philippines, it, it's pretty close to the equator. Yeah, man. that like makes sense. Like the center <laughs> of the entire world. Like the, literally one of the hotter places in the entire world. Yeah. We're talking uh, same latitude as Yemen, Chad, Nigeria, Mali, um, and then Cancun, Mexico, Caribbean. But, I mean, when it's all... How long was that flight, dude? Oh, that's like a whole day. It's like yeah. since 15, 17 hours, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it seems like... I mean, it's like right next to Australia. Yeah. Like one of the probably further flights you can yeah. get leaving yeah. from um, New yeah, York. Yeah, we had to get a layover from Taiwan, but still, that's a long time, you know. Now, how long a, were you there for? What, for the, in the Philippines? Yeah. yeah uh, three weeks. And when was that? Uh, like I said, January 2019. Oh, right, right, right. And it's interesting. So, like, January 2019, if, you know, for, if we're all keeping track... That's literally when COVID started, right? Well, I so, thought it was January 2020. Well, no, it was 20... No, it was January 2020, bro. Yeah. Is that when you went? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're, I'm sorry. Like, 2019, Yeah, it was the year before. It was 2020. It would be a good excuse for your yeah. dad. Next yeah. year, we're going to the Philippines. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, no, 2020. Yeah, so that's when COVID started. Like, yes. Like, like February, March-ish. So, like, and but in, but in January, that's when the murmurs started happening. Wait, but you, you went in January 2020 to the Philippines? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so not 2019. 2019. No, no, it's around 2020. 2020, January yeah, yeah, 2020. Sorry, because okay. like, the year just turned 2020 okay. at that point. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... We were there, and then, like, there were murmurings of COVID or whatever, and then I was like, Especially, oh. it's, like, right, kind of next to China. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, like, you know, we, everybody was kind of iffy, and then luck, and then, like, and then I we got back to America, and literally, like, every, everywhere went in lockdown. And so you were there so, for freaking three weeks, yeah, too. Exactly. You almost got caught. And so, literally, if we stayed there for, like, a week or two longer, we probably would have been stuck there for a while. <laughs> well, luckily, you had a house to stay in, potentially. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we would have. We would have, yes. But still, imagine, like... Yeah, dude, that's like, nuts. Because you would have been... I mean, you would have been stuck there for probably two months. Probably. After that. Exactly. Where and were you when, I mean, what COVID happened? Like, what, what was happening? Were you in school at this particular time? Yeah, I was. Time? So, like, the semester literally just started with March. March March is when, like, New York shut yeah, down. Yeah, March, like, 13th. Yeah, yeah, that's... And literally, in, like, that week, I had, like... I had a show in my band, and we had, like... We, 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 like, marketed the fuck out oh, of that. Oh, the momentum was going. Yeah, we, we marketed the fuck out of that one show, and we had, we had like, 100-plus people projected this show up, uh, and, like, my. it got cut in half. Yeah, I remember that. And I had like, a show then, too. Yeah, yeah, and then it got cut in half. I mean, we still put on the show, because, like, I'm going to do this regardless, whatever happened. And then, literally, like, the next day, everybody was like, all right, we're, 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 everybody's got to stay home. What the, where was the show? What? Where was the show? It was at Drum. It's, like, in the, low, in the Lower East, like, a... Uh, uh, it's near like uh, oh, Lower East Side somewhere. Lower East Side. Somewhere, so yeah. my dad had um, his like reunion. Swim. My dad was on the swimming team at NYU, and he had his reunion like swimming event. It was like a twenty or twenty-five year uh, after he graduated. From, it's probably yeah. twenty-five years after he graduated from college. So we were all in this the NYU Swimming Center Auditorium with like four hundred people. This was like the day before they were announcing everybody just like yeah. clock it out. But then I mean luckily I didn't get COVID. But yeah, I imagine true. that's yeah. like the worst place to be in yeah. like a big <laughs> freaking pool theater like yeah, that. Definitely. But it was yeah. funny, man. So Dr. Brick, uh this has been an amazing episode and we have comedy night with Ted Jones in about in about forty minutes. This is pretty yeah. hilarious considering yeah, we're pretty close. Um so, um, Dr. Brick, before we get out of here, man, can you please plug your socials and plug when the next time we can see you besides the uh, Ted Jones Comedy Show on oh, April yeah, 12th? definitely. Uh, you can follow me at the Dr. Brick on Instagram. You can follow, you can see uh, at Molly for Now. That's my uh, at Molly for Now music on Instagram and at North Coast NYC. That's where you can see me doing all the beatbox things, all the things that I do. Uh, you could probably see me uh, 
besides the Ted Coach Comedy Show tonight and next week. I'm also doing a North Coast show with anybody, uh, our show called Anybody on April 16th. That is also my birthday, actually. Nice. Next week. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, so. Where's that going to be? That's at the Asylum. Asylum uh, NYC. <laughs> so you guys just check out AsylumNYC.com and you get to that show. It's North Coast? North Coast, yeah. April 16th. April 16th. What time? Do we know? Uh, I believe it's like 7 or 8. One check of the, the freaking yeah, website. Check the website. 7 <laughs> or 8, guys. Follow us. Dr. Brick, thank you so much, man. What an episode. Guys, you got to get to know this guy. Follow him, okay? We'll see you guys next time. Peace.